Good afternoon, morning, evening or night, ladies and gents, and welcome to Corncast number 42. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by... I don't know who I'm looking at right now, but I think it's James. <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, in the in the background, we got Mama or Jim. Yo, what's up? Oh, and there he is, the Mass Effect follower came on in, Ruben. Yeah, I'm just cooking. How it is. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get too deep into the show, let me shout out the Jam Media Patreon. They make the audio version of the show possible and have your names read out in the first week of each month. Have a look over there for the perks. 42, guys. Or should I say 41? Um, <laughs> I'm not going to explain what happened with the last episode, but <laughs> it, it wound up being... Uh, numbered 42 so i guess this this is actually 41 um so we're, <laughs> good luck if you if you're confused about the numbers or whatever but i'm not going to wait adjust how did that. this happen <laughs> we're, we're better than this <laughs> we're smarter than this um, <laughs> i don't know i guess i just like decided it was episode 42 so i just like made the thumbnail be like a 42 and stuff and <laughs> <laughs> So then so it was like, oh, so is this 43 or should I go back? No, now we'll make it 41. Let's do 42 again. <laughs> we'll do yeah, we got three options. We either, we either continue to 43 or we say this is 42 again or this is 41. <laughs> no, no, we, we, we correct the timeline without going back and correcting the timeline. This is 42. Yeah, what would too. Captain America Final do? I feel like in Final Fantasy, you know, since Final Fantasy games can release as like 13.2 and 10.2, we can just do episode 42 too. It's fine. It's <laughs> sure, fine. that's one option. Uh, it's, it's that time, guys. It's that time for the for the corner. Someone else just whip out a name for this segment because I, I, I don't I ain't got nothing for the for this week's. Whip out a name. Housekeeping, yeah. Oh, I see. I mean, a name for this section. Um, mansion, mansion looking, looking after <laughs> Welcome to Mansion Looking Aftering, the segment of the show where we go back to <laughs> comments from the last episode and just bust a few balls, really. Uh, Tom 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 is going to start us off. This guy and Jim inventing the same shitting technique as like Edison and Tesla coming up with the light bulb at the same time. <laughs> It's, it's more impactful. <laughs> there were a few comments regarding, um, I called it in the time codes, Ruben's g game theory or something. Hence what, why they phrase it this way. But Vandal says, a great example of Ruben's game theory is TF2. At release, it was pretty well balanced and simple. The art style was consistent and there was v very little distractions in gameplay. Nowadays, you have people... The fuck? I don't know what word they're supposed to be saying here, but people, I guess, converging with banana hats and unicorns floating around. And there have been full subclasses made from the extra weapons introduced over the years. There's a great video you might find interesting about this called Death of an Art Style. By yes. Funk. Yeah, I know the video, actually. Sorry. Yeah, thoughts on the TF2? I uh, actually I started... I cited TF2 in my dissertation because of the the silhouette and and ha the hats totally ruined the, the silhouette mm -hmm. thing. And yeah. Now just balance doesn't matter anymore. Apparently, no one cares. And on the same topic, 
Nick uh, Fierembrus said, Warframe is a game that expanded to a point where it's become a chore to play. Um, I know you've dabbled in Warframe. I don't know if, you'd, if you've played it enough uh, to fully agree or disagree with that comment there. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a pretty... Immediately I was like, you know, I don't want to fucking play this. <laughs> I don't want to play any of them anymore. Uh, you know, the they just can't be of it. Yeah, it gets quite high, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's annoying because I'd be down to play Warframe. Like that game feels fun as fuck. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to have to be googling shit constantly because I didn't know yeah. what like it's what crazy like, how much learning, googling yeah. you have to do. I have tried with that game, but it was just too difficult to. There's too much like management that. Mm. And last one on uh, this comment or this topic, sorry, from Chung's. Gingy. To add to the overexpansion conversation, Siege has every form of monetization possible. You first have to buy the base version of the game with one shit character, which is about £10 when not on sale. Then to unlock every one of the base game characters playing the game casually will probably take you about a week, unless you just buy them all. But that's not even counting all the other more expensive characters that can take a week to unlock, which are essential to the game's meta, which is heavily defined by the amount of characters you have access to. So on top of that, you have alpha packs, loot boxes, which gives you skins and such. And then, if that wasn't enough, monetization, you also have a seasonal battle pass, which is the fastest way to unlock the new characters introduced. I feel that many Siege players who have played for years and years don't realise how fucking nutty this is. And that, that's a bit of a trend too, because I feel like Destiny has a similar problem too, where it has its weird microtransaction store, but it also has, like, you ch you're charged for seasons and... Also, expansions uh, have a cost as well. It adds up quick. Destiny's probably more expensive than like uh, just paying five bucks a month for like an MMO. Yeah, I'd, I'd way prefer to just buy a game and have the game. Like, and if you do want to do a live service, don't cram it full of so many different ways of like um, leading your customers. So, sorry to interrupt this, but we are being attacked in the game, and we're going to get swarmed in a minute, and it's going to mess everything up. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, they're at our yeah. gate. There's a massive monster at our gate. <laughs> Look at it. No, but the what thing is... with Siege is the one that's being missed is the the like the twenty pound DLC skins as well, like like Apex. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the elite the skins. Yeah, but um, Apex is free, I guess, is the big difference. Yeah, no, no, I think Siege is a fucking joke. It's because it's been around long enough where it was. It came out in the time of bat, like Battle Packs or whatever. Yeah, it and came out in 2015. By the time of Battle Pass. So it's just about crammed them all in. And it, mm. it's fucking bullshit. Because I, we played that game a fair bit, and your the whole cosmetics, you'd only get them through packs. The best thing I got from the packs was a Doge Charm. But now it doesn't matter <laughs> because there's a battle pass. I um, it's funny. There's a there's a fucking book I've been reading. I think I mentioned it already, but just it was it, it mentions how capitalism brings with it a, a a desacralization of culture, but and also repackages things on an ad hoc basis. And that's that's it. There, siege is just like it was just like okay, this is what games are, and it just added every new thing as it happened, every new innovation, every new way of just like taking money from people because they're fucking stupid. It was just, yeah, this can go in the game now. We're going to have this in the game as well. We just repackaged it on an ad hoc basis. So I just thought it rang very true there. And Siege is a really horrible example of it. Siege yeah. is gross. Yeah, it's just too much at a certain point. Like, when people describe Destiny as, as free-to-play, 
I'm like, uh, oh, it's, really? How? Shit. What can you actually do all. in Destiny if you what? don't like, want to spend nothing. any money? I think you can go to the Cosmodrome. <laughs> yeah, like, like, it's not content. Do nothing there. You can, like, piss around with, like, the public events. Um, fuck, what were we talking about? Destiny 2 being free to play. Uh, we were done with that topic anyway, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah we had, we've done it to death over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> we had a, My fault. We had a final bit on, um... On this pastor debate that's been going on. A couple comments oh, yeah. here. One from Graham Thompson saying, Jar's ongoing pastor discussion is further proof that British cuisine is a joke. How does that make you feel? Uh, go fuck yourself, 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> and Simmy's boy actually said, What the fuck are box pasta and frozen pasta? Pasta comes in bags, what the fuck? And yeah, yeah, well, I mean, sometimes it comes in boxes. I think it's an American thing, because... Pastas are, it's just, you, you buy it in bags. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it's in cardboard boxes, but I don't know what this yeah. frozen pasta bullshit is all about. And you can't, you can't insult fucking English cuisine when Americans stick fucking pasta. Well, we don't know where this person is from. Yeah, we don't know where this person's from. True. Um, guarantee. Also, I don't like this thing about British cuisine. It's like no, we were talking about when you get home from work and you want to cook or something, or when you're you're a busy person or a busy life, and so I'm just going to make some dinner quickly. You know, I want to get it done. I don't want to make a like. I don't want to have like a half an hour prep and then an hour and a half of fucking around at a stove for every mm. dinner that I have. Mm. So, oh yeah, just make your own pasta. It's easy. Or but how oh, how yeah. how does this talking about what pastas we prefer? Like, how does that suggest that British cuisine is bad? Also, it suggests that... What do they think we eat? What do they think we eat? Just plain like, pasta. Beans. Just plain beans. pasta and baked beans, yeah. I mean, regarding this this food debate thing, the other one of note was the brief cake versus ice cream uh, debacle, which... Uh, Didn't... It... it it, w it went down to a uh, vote on the Jar Media Twitter. And, and it was obvious who was going to win, let's be real. So ice cream, ice cream was 60%, cake yes. was 40%. <laughs> so ice cream wins again, baby. Ice cream. Yeah, we were right. Yeah. It doesn't deserve it. Yes, it does. Ice cream is incredible. Yeah, the question simply was which. No, no uh, Nothing else to explain like what was being asked. but Which? Ice cream. Definitely, yeah. always going to be ice cream. Yeah, clearly, uh, we're in the minority, James. Unfortunately, with that one. Yeah, more be the cake for us. Yeah, who needs shit ice cream anyway? Who needs shit base Tesco Basics vanilla ice cream? <laughs> Let's do some topics. Um, I want to start with this one because um, it's just it's a core Jar Media kind of topic. That being. A, a, a trailer for a new movie's come out, a, 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 an anticipated sequel. Um, I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. Venom 2? Have we seen this? <laughs> yeah, I've seen the yes. trailer. Yep. We've all seen the trailer? Yep. So we're all fangasming, like, pretty through the roof, right? I've already um, edited four fan cams. <laughs> I couldn't believe this. In 2007, or I guess it'd be more like say 2010 YouTube. Remember all those fan edits where like people put a filter over the Venom footage and made yeah. it red so then mm. it looked like it was carnage? We don't need to watch those anymore because we're just getting it now. Woody Harrelson's playing him and it's going to be emotional and 
and definitely really cool and the action's gonna be so sick. I actually think Woody Harrelson was is a good like casting choice for him. He looks really he looks creepy as that, you know, just as a dude. Yeah, like, I mean that, like he's I, a good, he's good actor good in the same way Tom Hardy's a great actor. But it's yeah. like <laughs> What's, what's the full name again? Like Venom 2 Monsters Unleashed be, or whatever. Let There Be Carnage. Let <laughs> There Be Carnage. <laughs> what do you think of that name? Awful. But in one, in one hand I quite like it because it does just... It's very upfront. It's just like, look, this is, the, this is the Venom movie with Carnage in it. That's all that you need to know and it's probably all that the film's going to be about. There's nothing else that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, it's I basically mean, um, it's like the King Kong fucking Godzilla movie. It's just yeah. no, you didn't really need to know anything about it other than that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, all explained in it, the title. It seems to just be a comedy, though. Yeah, how do you feel about Venom being like... He's like an anti-hero, I guess, in this universe. Mm-hmm. He's like a wacky anti-hero. No, don't eat the old lady. You eat the candy instead, Venom. Yeah, he, he's barely oh, even anti-hero. I don't want to do that, though. Did you like him singing at the start? Yeah, I thought that was great. I just and like funny picturing Tom Hardy in like the booth, like just doing the Venom voice. voice. Wait, he does the Venom voice? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. It sounds like a no like a boosted version of his voice. Listen really carefully, I guess, yeah. Uh, I guess that makes sense, because, you know, the voice it would come from him, because he's the yeah. host, he's the host, yeah. And who else would like voice it? Is there like a classic Venom voice actor that I didn't know Yeah, about? the guy from Spider-Man 3. Oh, um, the guy from that 70s show. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad we'll hype for it. Um, yeah, I hope we can see that one at the cinema as well. <laughs> the one to, yeah, save save cinemas. Because I think it is going to only be in cinemas. I don't know if they're going to drop it on digital like everything else. How do you think they got Tom Hardy to be in these films? Um, either loads of money or they somehow tricked him, got some dirt on him. <laughs> like, he turned down Suicide Squad to be in Venom and Venom 2. <laughs> I think he won in that regard. Maybe he didn't, like, do enough research and thought it was going to be in the MCU, and he just, like, didn't realize Shit, what he was yeah, signing up for. <laughs> yeah, James, uh, any final thoughts on Venom 2 Carnage Unleashed? I'm very excited. I've got high hopes for this uh, movie, and I think it's going to be a Oscar-winning movie. Did you ever see the first one, James? No, I just know the one the Jaws did a song for it. <laughs> and it wasn't so shit. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? Royal <coughs> really, yeah, really boring. Bad. Yeah, yeah, because that that was obviously outclassed by the uh, true song from that movie. Venom, go and get him. But it's still an RTJ song, so it's still better than the majority of music. Theme. Guys, it's uh, it's time for the Mass Effect follower to come out, I think. Um, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out yesterday, as of us recording this. So I've been uh, just knee-deep in Mass Effect 1. Um, which... W- was was reminding me weirdly of um it wasn't helping with this groundhog day thing cuz like the new game coming out being mass effect 1 which is like <laughs> one of the, one of those games that I used to like rinse so much 
Like I, if I know any game series like the back of my hand, it's like the Mass Effect trilogy. So I've been playing Mass Effect One on the hardest difficulty, just rocketing through it because I just know everything about this game. Um, but this new version of it, I feel like, was being like underplayed and how much they tinkered with it and changed it and improved it because. Mm-hmm. This version is sick. I can't believe how good. Yeah, it's, it's genuinely impressed. I was just like, oh my gosh, this feels like a, a real game. If, if they, uh, <laughs> there's actually like a cohesive like thing going on with the trilogy now. If, if it looks, it doesn't feel necessarily, it definitely feels worse than 2 and 3, but now that it all kind of looks part of the same thing instead of Mass Effect 1 being this weird outcast ugly where it's duckling. like, yeah. yeah, the ugly duckling that was, it was like the foundational experiment. The swans. <laughs> and then yeah. the swans that were two and Because it's like, I was really thinking about it, just how ambitious Mass Effect 1 is specifically. They clearly didn't know like what they really wanted it to truly be yet, and it wasn't until 2 where they kind of refined it down. And it's like the best and worst thing about it, because you have this mm-hmm. this crazy establishment of this universe. So I was just thinking about how good like the first, just the first like 30 minutes of Mass Effect 1 are. How much it has to do and how efficiently it does it with how much it like set up it sets up the world you have the threat set up like saren the whole specter thing all the new alien not, races and it doesn't even feel overwhelming. overwhelming yeah exactly yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy yeah uh it's it's actually so clever um that whole universe and like there's the story beats in mass effect one too um i would go into it a bit more but I'd, i feel like breaking down things like that right as the new version came out would just be antithetical I guess if there are people jumping on maybe mm-hmm. just yeah it's actually a genuinely good story and now that they've they've adjusted the old archaic gameplay stuff a bit you can at least play it <laughs> actually it's feels... very playable it's very yeah. playable now uh, and it's in just the addition of like hit markers and and slightly changing the way the recoil mm-hmm. is sort of is isn't is your you the way they demonstrate it to you so that you can interpret the recoil, I guess. It's, and it's much yeah, better. I was like equipping different guns and they actually like felt different and looked different, mm. which I don't even remember yeah. in Mass Effect 1 because everything no, I just used felt a, the exact same. I used a burst assault rifle today and I was like, is, were these in the game to begin with? <laughs> I don't remember there being a burst yeah. assault rifle. I got like a gas gun that like, I remember that's in 2 and 3, but I don't remember yeah. it being in 1. It's just stuff like that. that and like the, there is stuff that just does suck and always sucked, like the um, the, <laughs> the side the mission fuck? experiment stuff, with mm. the, like the way they did yeah, it in Mass Effect One with these like random planets that you have to survey. I, I like the idea of that, and the game really does feel expansive. It makes it feel like you're exploring a universe, but when you, when it gets down into those side quest thingies, they're really bad. In Mass Effect One, really fucking boring. And the Mako thing too, they did improve the controls, but it made me realize it's not even really the controls of the Mako that's the the problem with that. It's, it's what, I find the environments worse, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, they put you in so many environments that are ridiculous terrains with these like mm. really vertical hills just everywhere. Tiny vertical hills, and it's like really awkward to traverse around in some of the maps, and that's just no fun. But like the main missions, there is some awkward shit in there that makes it feel like it is from the year it was from. But I just, I just think I cleaned it up so well, and I'm so impressed with what they've done with it, and yeah. I'm like really excited to go through the whole thing now because I've heard 
one is that is the standout in terms of like it it's obviously aged the worst because it's just the oldest and by the time you get to three apparently on this version it's almost looks so good it might as well be like a new game sort of level mm -hmm. so I, I I played them I played them all last year even I just didn't finish three but you know like last time with Mass Effect 1 I had to I played it through but then I had to get someone I had to just like download a save because I didn't want to play Mass Effect 1 twice to get to the highest level and so it was kind of a disjointed experience for that reason so playing one knowing that I'm actually going to keep this character now and I'm not just going through the motions and then downloading a save at the end because I was like well you know, I wanted to play it makes sense and they're all yeah. like linked with the like the galactic readiness apparently applies to all three games now. It's like there's actually oh. like a a link mechanic. Like the just the way it's packaged makes way more sense. Makes yeah. it feel also like the a, um the new like bio the well, the bioware like logo, like splash logo thing they have. Mm -hmm. It's actually really nice. Just like oh, yeah, you know, it's nice for them to just I know that I guess depending on the game that are different characters, but I feel like it's you know, Bioware should really be playing to their strengths, and you know, it's like, yeah, Commander Shepard yeah. and his whole yeah. bullshit, or that whole In a weird bullshit. way, it was almost annoying me, because I was like, oh man, th yeah, this is why I liked them. This yeah. was this was Bioware to me, no wonder I was like so into this, and this whole thing. And like, <clears throat> why did sick. they abandon this formula? Because I feel like Mass Effect 1, that, that formula, like they hadn't nailed it by the end of Mass Effect 3, there was still more room to go, they could have improved that. But instead, they went back to the drawing board, I guess, and, and abandoned it. So they didn't realize what they had on their hands quite until it was too late. It does, but yeah, that was it. So just it does feel like a new experience. Like I was saying, I played it last year, but this is I'm like okay with playing it again right now. Like I'm, I'm genuinely enjoying it. None of it feels like a chore because I'm I am pleasantly surprised by what they did to it. It's not just a, oh, it's 4K now and the lighting's a bit better. There's way more yeah. to it than that. It really, it's actually deserving of the title of Legendary Edition. It actually yeah. deserves that. Like Skyrim like just, Legendary Edition doesn't deserve that. The, just the environments and lighting and character models being updated helps so much with just, like, navigating through the levels. Because I remember, mm. like, just never knowing, like, what I was shooting at, really, or, like, what the fuck was going on in the combat yeah. of the first game. It's, like, such chaos. But now you can actually, like, engage a bit more. And, and it's still it the funny it quirks, like the the charging enemies are funny, and there are those like geth things that pounce around are like the yeah, most yeah. annoying fucking enemies um, on the highest difficulty. Um, but it's quite satisfying as a tactical shooter now, actually. Yeah, yeah when you're using we're, we're all the like abilities and stuff, it's, yeah. it's pretty fun. Has anyone got any food? Like <laughs> We're gonna meat's die. Meat's back on the fire. Meat is on the fire right now. So. Okay. So. Jim, are you, uh, I, well... Yeah, you can eat that. My expectations were partially so low for this Mass Fit 1 thing, because I'd just kind of gotten used to Jim just ragging on Mass Fit 1. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't get your I've expectations been, high, it's going to be shit, bro. I've been defending so, it the whole time from Jim. He's just saying, like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing we're saying, uh, pricking your ears or anything? Yeah, go on, you little hater. Go on. I'm looking at you. Um, from what I've seen, I... I mean, like, I don't like the way it looks. Um, no, you can't go off YouTube clips. You have to play it. Like, it but like does, I've been it watching Ruben wrong and, like, play, play it. I know, again, that's like on a Discord stream. It doesn't look how yeah, it is. Yeah. It, you, I, I, you have to see it yourself, genuinely. I can't even but, stream it in 60 but frames for you. nothing could make me want to play that game again. It's too you old. Should. T it's, take it. Dip your toes in. Go on. Wiggle them around. Nah. 
Because I was watching Ruben do one of those things. He's fighting a big squid on a... Threshing you know, more. <laughs> on a planet that's just barren. <laughs> like, so that's the side that stuff you don't have to do. That is the you side can just, stuff. You can just go through the main missions, though. No, no worries. Nah, I, I don't know. It, there's something about playing games like that where I, I feel as though I have to do all that shit. I get it. Have to, yeah, because you're like, you what know? if I won't get enough Paragon, or I'll miss out on a, yeah, a yeah. tiny throwaway line of dialogue in two and about then, something I did in one. <laughs> and then, um, I, I've played through the game like twice before, mm -hmm. and the my problem with Mass Effect One has never been the way it looks. I, I quite like its weird visual style like that game kind of had like grit mm. and, and a, an ugliness to it that i i feel oh. like added to the character of it the first one they did slap film grain all over the fucking thing yeah, as well. yeah so there was that too. but like um the the normandy was like really dark on the interior yeah. it was like a horrible bowels of a ship like you know just military of a thing you know it had that yeah way. which is something i thought was kind of cool mm. but like I don't know. From what I've seen in the remaster, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't look like that. And like, yeah, I don't know. It, part of it as well is knowing how Mass Effect Three ends and where the series goes. Being Andromeda, <laughs> I don't want to get invested into something that I know is going to let me down. I uh, see. I've you I've can disregard with that. Andromeda. Yeah, I've grappled with that like that psychological block already. Where it's like I just sort of have my own thing. I'm like, you know what? Mass Effect Three may end in a weird place, but Citadel is pretty fantastic. So that, that yeah, with three, yeah, I never actually played the DLC makes a difference. Yeah, the DLC is really good. The way I wrap my head around it is that I just, while the ending is disappointing, like the journey of that third game does have a lot of the beats like from a satisfying third story that you'd expect mm. and want anyway that are like genuinely really good it does just fall apart towards the end um which does suck but and the extended version didn't help last time i remember playing it but i think that's the last time i've actually seen the ending of mass effect 3 was playing yeah. it on the day they released that that yeah. update <laughs> that fixed it quote unquote that's yeah, the last yeah, time I've, I've seen it so I've not done it myself either. Last year, like I was saying, I spent the last year. I just didn't finish three. Didn't do it. Yeah, no, because I I do the same thing every time I try and play three. It's like a cycle of like, why do I don't? Why do I dislike this game? Because I like like the way it like builds up and there's a lot of cool shit in the game. There's just a certain point when it's once you Troy like, Baker's yeah, it's, character comes in. It's like that boss. He fight. sucks. He sucks. It, that's the part. It's the fucking bit on the Asari homeworld. I always finish that, and then I run out of steam at that point. I'm like, I just right, can't yeah. bother now. I I have never liked Mass Effect as much as you guys do. I'm I don't right. know why. I I think when it comes to to games, I like more of an emphasis on gameplay. Right. Yeah, because well, of course that, a lot just... of it is just conversations, and if you're not interested in going through, because I've just been going through actually listening to the dialogue and yeah, and me, I've not been skipping anything this time. Uh, I've actually been paying listening attention to the lore and shit, and yeah, that cutscene where no, I, I can't really say, but when they kind of start explaining what the Reapers are, and in like mm -hmm. Mass Effect One, you don't really know any of it yet. So just thinking about it from that perspective is like this is actually like a really cool way of like 
drip feeding out a story and making it build up more and more. Well, what about you, James? Are you at all tempted? Because you always go on about Mass Effect 1, like, that's your one. Yeah, you like, the, like the soundtrack. Like shit games. I actually love the way the, the first Mass Effect just, like, the way it shows you the world and all the, the small details that, like, feed into Mass Effect 2 and 3, like, I love that. But it played like garbage. So the <laughs> well, it only doesn't one, now. Now it feels fine. Play is the is. I don't care about two or three. I want to play one, and I want to play one when it's good. So oh, yeah. But so this I, is what I, you've been waiting for. Yeah, but I'm not paying full price for it. Is the thing. Yeah. Like, if I'm you just want one, yeah, just wait. I'm just gonna wait because it might it might go on Game Pass eventually or something like that. So I'm just gonna um, gonna wait out. You, but... hmm. I, I will probably have a good time of it because I love Mass Effect 1. It, like, the whole... What's that? The le I can't remember what the level is. It's to the later part of the game. Neveria? Where you... It's when you I find was... out about the Reapers. Oh, yeah, was... yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. That, that whole soundtrack there, the whole vibe there is incredible. And I still have that theme stuck in my head and I listen to it sometimes. And it, it encapsulates everything that is good about Mass Effect found the vibe everything i just fucking love it so but i it'll be interesting to see how i feel about it when i do play it but mm -hmm. that'll be for the future jim we yeah, gotta I, deal with this i just remembered um another reason why i don't really like mass effect mm -hmm. that being um because I, I like a good dialogue system in a game but i think the the dialogue system in mass effect is trash the simplification of it, you mean? Like yeah. The goody option I, and the baddie option. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I think that works for like a Star Wars game, but for a game that's meant to have like more depth, it just doesn't really work. Yeah, in saying that, I was finding the odd thing that was kind of, kind of surprising to me. Like I did a side quest to Mass Effect One where Garrus, like he tells you about this case or whatever that with this like Salarian serial killer or something. And it winds up with you confronting the guy in some weird freighter that you find. And the guy's like, he's saying that it's not him, but Garrus is insisting it's him. So you've got to choose, like, do you let Garrus kill him? Do you kill him? Like, do you confront yeah, yeah. him? Or? It's like a cool choice. And I was like, oh, I don't remember like this in Mass Effect 1. This is cool. Yeah, I just remember the stuff that's more like in, in Mass Effect 2. Like, for example, where you can... um like help Garrus kill someone or something and that is just like a, a loyalty mission yeah his loyalty mission and that is just like a good option and a bad option it, yeah no, it's pretty I, lame and it doesn't it doesn't allow for any player expression no i think host mass effect one they really streamlined the rpg elements while they didn't in mass effect one yeah, one one actually I've noticed uh, on a couple of, of occasions, just constantly doing the Paragon option can, you know, you can actually piss people off, or or you end up making things worse by being like, oh, I've got to do the good thing right now. And well, then there are all the the skill checks in Mass Effect One too, which mm -hmm. are a little bit into the theory. There are way more options that come of it from the first game. But I would say if someone hasn't played any of the Mass Effects, it is a great deal because they're, they're improved, but you're also getting all the DLC with the exception of the one you don't want to play. 
<laughs> it's like, I think it's a really good bargain if you just want to experience Mass Effect, like, properly. Yeah, it was one of the, like, remaster re-releases that needed to be done, because the way it had been released was so fucked up with the DLC and everything, because then the last time they, re re they released the trilogy, it was, like, all the games, but without the DLC or some bullshit yeah. like that. Yeah, just, like, so stupid, because Mass Effect as a series, like, the DLC's so... It's, like, essential. They just consider yeah. it part of the games. The best parts of the games are the DLC. Like, um, Kasumi uh, Mass Effect 2 has a whole different vibe and it's really enjoyable. It's like a different play style and it gives you different things away from the, the main game. And you got Shadow uh, Broker. Shadow Broker is one of the best DLCs ever. It's actually just incredible. And then you got Citadel Mass Effect 3, which <laughs> is, is also really good. Leviathan, like, huge yeah. underrated DLC. No one talks about Leviathan. Really good. I actually have never played any of the DLCs for any Mass Effect game apart from like the what shitty the... ones in Mass Effect One. Really? What? You never played any of the stuff in Two? Yeah, you never the played ones like, in Shadow One Broker. are terrible. Never played Shadow no, Broker. No, I, I never played any of it. No, what? really missing out. Yeah, it's so fucking good. I feel yeah, better Citadel in particular was like such an apology for the ending of Three. <laughs> yeah. I think Jamie needs to, to buy it and actually play through them all with the DLC. I think that has to happen now. I'd be curious on his thoughts on 1 and 3 with the DLC. You you probably know 2 pretty in and out. Yeah, well, but again, um, I haven't played the, the DLC in 2 either, so... It's really good. Like, experience, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't like the pricing. It's quite a lot for... Some pretty old games. See, I thought that too, but I, f I think it's justified when you when you're just playing the game and you see. Yeah, what I guess done it's it. three games as well. Yeah, they've well, actually so done the, quite a bit to them. It's just you've got to respect the, it. The length of them is a turn off for me as well. Like, they are long. Yeah, that's a huge time sink, and I prefer like a a sort of ten hour, like Resident Evil. Yeah, sorry, there was just a creature making some noise. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. Um, yeah, yeah, because I just recently finished Resident Evil, and now I'm just Resident Evil 8, you finished it, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you like it? I thought it was fucking awesome. Oh, good. Really good-ass game. And it sort of got me into uh, the story more of Resident Evil. Really? Like all, the, <laughs> all the convoluted bullshit that's going on. Really? <laughs> I'm like halfway through this two and a half hour video explaining all the lore of <laughs> Oh, funny. I didn't know that that was a thing. You'll have to send me that because I've been curious myself. Yeah. Because no, it's so batshit and the way they like tell the stories is so like disjointed. You just get like little tiny bits in each game. Yeah, but also it, it seems like sort of planned out. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That's the most interesting part. But yeah, the way the way Mass Effect, Mass Effect um, Resident Evil 8 like ties everything together at the end. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, that, I've that started cool. Resident Evil 8, but I'm really looking forward to playing more of it. Just Mass Effect kind of Mass Effect is Mass Effect and it Mass Effect's one of my safe games. You know, I feel safe mm -hmm. playing Mass Effect. It's a comfort. It's a nice like oh yeah, good old Mass Effect. I can always count on you. Right, unless anyone else has anything to add about Mass Effect or Resident Evil or whatever. We'll be back after these messages. Yo, how it is, cuz? Draw Media shirts. Go check them out. Description below. Cheers, bruv. In it. 
Welcome to the second half of the corn where we answer questions from the Jar Media subreddit. Head over to the suggestion thread if you want to ask us anything you like. 86 The Stakes is going to start us off. How many James clones, unarmed, would it take to defeat a 20-foot-long alligator? Hungry? Question mark? I guess they're saying that alligator's hungry at the same time, but I feel like either way it's still quite intimidating and scary. Easy. Two. I've seen wild boys. You just hold them up from the from underneath their head, and you stab in in the chest. They do specify they, to defeat it. Those are things so you need to yeah, like so wrestle that, with it. So it can't bite me. Then the rest of the clones will just rip out its insides. You said two though, so there's only one of the clone. Yeah, easy. No, but it's twenty foot long. Yeah. As I think about when long. like Steve Irwin is like putting down a crocodile, he's holding it down to do some, you know, whatever he would do to him. <laughs> like, how many of James's would it require to hold down an alligator to, you know, make it submit or whatever? Well, it depends on, um, on James, really. Yeah, that's the question, just how many James's is required. Because I would but estimate seven or eight, with a couple, you know, in the background just in case something goes wrong. Uh, I'm gonna say five. So you're gonna no have my all. guess. I'm gonna wait, say wait, ten wait, wait. I, I missed. I missed the thing is actually fighting, and I've just been trying to work it out the whole time. But... A twenty foot long oh, an alligator. alligator. Oh. I think it, it depends mm. on. What is this game. just like? Is this like trying to think like the absolute minimum? Like you know, a number of Jameses will die, but they'll get it done. Yeah. Is this, is it... Okay. Like a safe um, number, a number you feel secure in, you know, batting on. 20 foot long alligator, but it's going to be so, like, if it's proportional as well, it's going to be quite a, it's going to be a big fucking alligator. It's <laughs> going to be, it's going to be so strong as well compared to just like a normal six foot human. Mm, like, I'm saying, you know, like two lady Dimitrescu's, they could get it done. But I think for <laughs> like normal human beings who aren't proportionally massive as well, I'm thinking seven. I'm thinking seven or eight uh, James clones. Okay. To, yeah. No, it would be six feels post uh, Starbucks mocha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tun Lank has one for us. Hey, Gooners. This is a discussion me and my friends were having a few weeks ago, and I'd love to hear your input. You can fight multiple rounds with Mike Tyson, and in each round he is one year older, starting from when he was a baby. For every round you win, you get a million pounds. You don't get to take any breaks between rounds. How many rounds do you think you could last for, slash when would you back out? <laughs> Cheers. Eight. <laughs> okay, so... I feel like, you know, once I've done, like, Beating the shit out of a you know zero year old to ten year old, I got ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah. pounds. I yeah, don't I feel need like to keep punching a child. You know, I don't I feel like smashing the fuck out of a kid. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't take on a, a nine year old Mike Tyson, so I'm gonna say eight. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between eight and nine is huge. <laughs> he started. He started boxing at eighteen. This question's fucking dumb. Start at eighteen. I would. Yeah, that's uh, more fair. Yeah, I'm... That makes more sense, because then it's actually a challenge, because you actually have to get your ass kicked. Yeah, you get fucking obliterated. Yeah, but then I wouldn't survive one round. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how to box. I reckon no, I would try two years and just take it, just f just for the, the reward, you know? Just for two years. 
No, but then, no, it depends, because he made his professional debut at 18. So at 16, he was probably... He could fuck you up at 16. Wait, is, are there, like, pictures of what you look like or anything? I like, am. when you look at the old pictures of The Rock and stuff, and it's just like... What? So <laughs> he looks like 40 when he's 15. Uh, no, that can't... That, no. No, I... I googled Mike Tyson, like, 18. I I'm I I don't believe what I'm seeing. Is there a picture of him? He looks fucking whipped. Oh no, there's a picture of him from when he was like 13 years old, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, maybe I just no. do one year. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, he'd fuck. We can't, cause Mike Tyson's our go-to comparison for <laughs> if strength. Like, none of us fight him. That's not fair. Do you think could, all four of us could take could, him on? But no. could he beat any of us at Halo 3? No. Okay, could he yeah, beat no me way. at Halo 3 when I was 13? No, he couldn't even do it then. I was shit when I was 13. He's trained for this. I trained for that. Do you think he could make every one of your squad members survive through suicide mission? No. No fucking way. No, I don't way. think he could do that. I don't think he Easily. He wouldn't be able to get enough Paragon for the Paragon check for fucking... What's the name? Jack's loyalty mission. You know? He wouldn't be able to do it. He wouldn't be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, but he Mike Tyson's a millionaire because he... He, he, he would choose Miranda, and then he, he wouldn't have Jack's loyalty, so Jack would die. Simple as that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the new angles in Mass Effect 2 that don't show yeah, Miranda's Yeah, I'm curious ass. about that. Yeah, Maybe they'll do just one cheeky little one. Just one cheeky little butt shot. Just one cheek. Nah, she's got to be double cheeked. Double cheeked up. <laughs> On a Thursday afternoon. Uh, Fucking dude. idiot, you broke our campfire! Skelly Dude 11 has one for us. Hi, Jar Boys. Seeing how much you love Pussy and Willy, I thought this would be an interesting question for you. Would you fuck a sex robot? This may seem like a silly idea for the distant future, but it's actually been developing over the past couple of years. Right now they cost thousands, but soon should become relatively affordable. Sex robots are being designed to bring a better experience than human intimacy, whenever you want. No need to ask for consent. Of course the robots will have AI to talk to you and remember your preferences. There seems to be a billion dollar industry that will soon awaken before anyone knows it. It's quite a weird concept for me to think about, so I would just be interested in your guys' thoughts. Thanks. Well, it's kind of fucked up because I, the consent thing, I feel like it's going to have the inverse effect. It's not going to be like, oh, people that would be... It's not good because no matter how you look at it, it's like people that aren't good at understanding consent have fucked the sex robot. And then, or they are conditioned into not really understanding the concept of consent after fucking a sex robot. And then it totally damages the way they view like... <laughs> human sexual relationships forever. Yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be pretty doom and gloom with that kind of stuff. But you know, the early adopters, I guess we can get their thoughts on it, get their yeah, reviews. Yeah, James, how's it been for you? Shut up. Wait. What if it? What if the technology is just undeniably so awesome that it just becomes like, just everyone's just has their like their drawer with their little milker in it or whatever. The sex robot that just like, <laughs> hang on, just gotta go get milked a minute. It's just. James, if you had a sex robot and you could 
I think. Why? Why are you oh. asking me? Why? Is, why are these questions always directed at me? We're posing. You're the only everyone. one with an anime sexy figurine. So if you had an had a sex robot, what anime character would you make it be? I wouldn't own one. Because oh, I could spend you that did. money on car parts. No, no, <laughs> you're, you money's no object. Here. No, James, imagine you could you could um have a like in your car a milk machine. Yeah. I was yeah, like an say attachment. Inappropriate, but no. Yeah. No. Yeah, you could just why put like want... a flashlight in the exhaust. <laughs> why would you fight? I... No. <laughs> no. I think it. I think that the sex robot industry is like porn just gone too far. Mm -hmm. Like, do you porn... think it's going to take off in our lifetimes? Though, is there going to be a porn? Yeah, probably. Definitely. I mean, porn is already like totally fucking shat all over the way people think <laughs> as it yeah. is. Yeah. So like if porn is that damaging, how how bad is sex robots gonna be? This is so fucked that be up. our thing. Like, man, I remember the days when people used to like fuck each other and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that is the thing that's like, man, Grandpa, you're just so old, and it's gonna go fuck my robot a few more times. <laughs> I don't think sex robots will become mainstream. Not for like another 50 years. That's our lifetime. That's our lifetime, yeah. People I have guess. always been like that with sexual stuff. Like, it's never been mainstream. So I can't see it. Porn is mainstream. mainstream. Well, porn is hugely mainstream. I, I would say porn is mainstream, yeah. No, I'm saying cause... porn, no, but I'm on about like there's been sexual objects, like fuck machines already exist. But it's different because it's not dolls. It's not an answer. Yeah, but black dolls. Once you have like robots that are way more realistic and like res and responsive, you know, they say things and, and shit. Game over. I think yeah. VR is a more likely thing anyway. But VR is going to happen. You already get, you combine the two. It's just VR, fuck machine. That's 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 already a thing. Just just accept it. We need to be robots. Brub5 has one for us. On the topic of eagles, birds have very thin, hollow bones, so even just slapping or whacking them, especially their wings, will break them and inca incapacitate the creature. You would get injured, but if you could even land one good hit, you would win. Um, I wanted to include that just sort of as a, a slight against this one person that just hates every time we bring up like animals we can beat in like a fight or whatever. <laughs> Just, it's just this one person that like just hates it as a topic, and it, <clears throat> I just wanted to bring it up for them. Um, no, but this is this is on my side of the eagle debate. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's I could I be out, an eagle. You know? But they also said on pasta. Yes, the American was right. Both pasta sauce and pasta do take a long time to make, but pasta sauce just sits there in a pot slash pan simmering away and requiring basically no effort, whereas making pasta is involved and requiring kneading, shaping, etc. So in effect, the actual time you're taking to make it is way longer. I think that's actually the perfect full stop to put on this topic. They kind of put mm -hmm. into words the just the breakdown. There. Instead of just being angry and furious, whatever, because <laughs> we're the ones having it directed at us. Yeah. Oh, fuck off, no! Actually. <laughs> Warlock Wabbit has this to say. Do you find yourselves ever making groaning or sighing sounds when doing activities that don't require it often? Sitting down, drinking something, stretching, etc. 
I never paid mind to it at first, but ever since I heard from someone that it's one of the signs that you're getting older, I notice it more and more to the point that I wouldn't blame myself if they slapped me for doing that. Do you guys notice yourself or catch yourself doing that? The old... <laughs> you're sitting down. Yeah. <sighs> you know? No, like when yeah, I stand but... up, it's like... <gasps> I scream. Yeah. <gasps> you to verbalize. And you're like lifting your leg up. <laughs> I don't. Really? What do you do when you sit down then? I you sit go, down. Ha! No, I just I just sit down. I, oh. don't, I I've never noticed myself make noises. Well, you're Not gonna be in for a surprise. Anyway. Anyone else have any noises? Ruben, what's your noises? Um, I don't know. I mean. Huh? Just sort of, I don't, I try not to do it too much. But whenever I catch myself doing it, I'm like, bro, shut up. You don't even need to make that noise. That's usually what I'm thinking. It's like, just be quiet. Really? What about if you're like doing a strenuous exercise or something? You never do the old, Ugh! or something like that. Not really, because like, if I've got my headphones in, I, I'm trying to be quiet. It's usually just like an exhale, like of like, or like, you know, through gritted teeth kind of shit. Yeah. Damn. Or, so whenever I kneel down, I just fart. <laughs> Ever you know now. Yeah, no exception to that. I was coming up the stairs yesterday and Paisley was following me and she was just like farting like almost <laughs> with the steps. <laughs> I'd never heard anything <laughs> like it. It was fucked. <laughs> Triple Joe has a question that made me laugh out loud when I read it. A couple Swindon questions. Uh will you guys ever do and is Swindon as bad as they say? But more importantly, if you guys hate Swindon so much, why does it seem like you're always there? Like, do you go there for holiday or sabbatical or something? We haven't been to Swindon in this year. No, I guess they're just speaking like broadly, ignoring what? the like pandemic and stuff. Oh uh, no, um, barely actually. You know, guess what? I missed the question. I was distracted. Well, you're you're fucking fired. Get the fuck right, out Look, here. I'm sorry. I was posting something on the Char Media Reddit as we were speaking. <laughs> no, I was submitting cool. something. <laughs> sorry, this oh, Reddit is so fucking fucked. <laughs> What's the rules. On it? Just the rules. Like, they've changed the cover photo to be <laughs> goon. <laughs> Just a massive <laughs> goon. Or the, the movie poster. Um, I guess yeah. it must be, like, the cropped... Um, like title for it, whatever, just just there, and then our rules. <laughs> like when I was posting, it tells, shows you like what the rules are, and it's just like <laughs> it's the uh, Tiggle Bitty's lyrics, <laughs> and then just at the end, "Hey man, where the fuck is Mary Judah?" <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> like, it just really got me. What fucking shit it is. <laughs> so yeah, you should post questions on it. Piddle Knob has this to say. Hi Mingers, I was wondering what you thought about Pokemon being Dibbies. Are all Pokemon Dibbies by default? Or do some escape being Dibbies by virtue of being gross, like Muck or Garbodor? Or not cute enough like Rayquaza, or I guess it's Rayquaza, or Gyarados, thoughts? Um, um Pokemon are kind of the go-to like Dibby, aren't they? The uh, Pikachu, but I haven't really thought about it. They're not all Dibbies, they're Did we dedicate an entire section of an episode to going through the Pokemon generations to talk about Dibbiness. No, we were just talking about ones we liked. It wasn't anything to do with Dibbies. 
But the answer is there are a hell of a lot of them. Mm -hmm. But there are ones that aren't not. I guess, yeah, just assume they are, unless they are like a dragon thing or like Mewtwo. I'd say it's about 50 50. Yeah, because with Pokemon designs, they either they're going for cute or they're going for cool. You know. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two like types of Pokemon designs. So, yeah. The goad has one for us. Your last comment about history in the last one hundred years got me thinking. I'm a university student, and I've spoken to a lot of innovators and people in the engineering industry. And what a lot of them are saying is that we're actually progressing in terms of technology a lot slower now than we were in the nineteen hundreds. All the latest tech coming out, 3D printers, supercomputers, driverless cars, lasers, VR, augmented reality, are actually all technology that has existed in some primitive form during the 70s or 80s. We are developing very few new innovations that are instead kind of designing a lot more improved versions of the technology that already exists. If you look at sci-fi movies during the mid to late 19... Uh, during the mid-late 1900s, they always show future technology that is far more advanced than what we tend to have when their fictional time periods become reality. Back to the Future's 2015 and Blade Runner's 2019 are good examples. Whereas the future as envisioned by people during the early 1900s was actually less advanced in those futures than they actually came about. Just something interesting I thought you guys would like to know, that perhaps during our lifetimes they might run out of ways to innovate and improve our technology. What do you think companies would do when this happens? Would they... Would they do a lot more cosmetic changes to our technology to make it look more new and advanced than it actually is? Or could it even potentially result in the collapse of our current world order? There are a lot of heavy thoughts, but I'm curious to know what you guys think to see where the world is going in the next 50 okay. years or so. Let's break, let's break this down. There was bigger uh, technological growth in the 1900s because of world wars, because of the Cold War and World War II. That's where technology advances because we want to kill each other. 20... 2000s there's not been a war on that scale hence why technology hasn't advanced as much as people would have thought back in the 1900s you got to apply some pressure and the current pressure that we have is like yo fossil fuels like we've got to be careful about that because we're going to maybe run out and you know maybe make the planet too hot so, so look out for that that's okay like that's like our current pressure and no one seems to be reacting to it <laughs> So, you know, until it's like five, you know, until, until a city gets like swallowed or some shit, I don't think anything's going to happen. Yeah, no, humans, humans are like, we live at 5%. When there's a war or disaster, we live at 100%. Everything gets done at the 100%. Climate change is horrifying, but we'll fucking fix it last minute. We yeah, but and loads of people have to die first as well. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of how how like technologies advance. It's, it's That's how we do things, man. Yeah. It's quite a hard thing to quantify, though, like technological advancements, because e even though we are just Im improving what we already have without innovation, they're being improved at a pretty ludicrous rate. Mm. Well, nuclear fusion is like we're progressing with that quite well at the moment. Like we've talked about that. Like that's that's fucking progress that could change history. Like we're not like not doing anything. We're constantly improving. It's just not on the same scale because of just context. Yeah, we should start a new war to to make uh, technology improve. Yeah, how how does one stumble across new technology? <laughs> I guess um, it's something you can't space. really stumble across. 
space. Yeah, unless it is like a Mass Effect where you find it on Mars or whatever. You just yeah, find the next tech. Which is another awesome thing about... Uh, nah, spoilers, but yeah. For Mass Effect, but... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about that the way... That is an interesting like way refining of refining tech from yeah that has been around for a while. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know what a new technology would would be even like conceptualizing it. I'm too dumb for that. What about some sort of robot we could fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and then maybe. No, I think that's too much actually. <laughs> what about robots that? fuck each other and have babies yo and feel emotions and stuff yeah yeah and have little pet robot dogs it's <laughs> a good idea the one the one croatian jar fan has one hello jar media corncast i'm the only croatian jarling and i want to know what are your opinions on Ubisoft and their efforts to milk all of their popular properties? As someone who played most Far Cry games, I like them all, but not a single one improves on the last. Do you think making the same game again and again with a new coat of paint is acceptable or even moral in any way? I think their games are quickly becoming like the FIFA franchise, but I also have hope that they will learn. And do you think Beyond Good and Evil 2 will be any good if it ever comes out? If you ever wore a tie, you can thank Croatia. Okay. Thank you, Croatia. Thank you, Croatia. Uh, next question. Okay, so uh, I think that Far Cry. The weird thing is, like, like you were saying that they come out, you know, almost like the FIFA games, except it takes them like three years to make one, and it's like this is really mediocre. Why did this take so long? Well, like they've <laughs> See, been like running these series the for like so long now. There's like eras of like franchise now. Like Assassin's Creed has gone through different eras. You know, there's like the Ezio era, there's the boat games era, and now I guess we're in the like generic huge... historical whatever map eras. It's like light RPG loot kind of mechanics now, and like XP really systems and shit. Single player life services. Whereas it used to be <laughs> just sort shit. of a basic open world like action kind of game with a bit of stealth in there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the reason I stopped giving a shit about Ubisoft a long time ago. Whenever yeah. they, do you remember the heads started saying, "Yeah, we don't want any game that can be released." Oh, uh, fuck's sake! <laughs> we don't want any game that can be released that isn't part of like a franchise or whatever. And that was the moment I stopped caring about Ubisoft because they stopped releasing like the Rayman games and those cool like Valiant Hearts and all the interesting shit they were doing. They just stopped doing it. Um, once they I realized. think Ubisoft are currently the worst. Like big publisher, out of all the main ones. Yeah, potentially. You think they're worse than like Activision? Um, at least like Modern Warfare was pretty fun. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't give a single shit about Ubisoft anymore. I just don't. I used to be into Assassin's Creed and thought Far Cry Three was really good. Yeah. Are you gonna get the Guillermo del Toro Far Cry Six or? Guillermo del Toro? You mean Gus? <laughs> Just Brains, No. The last Far Cry I played was 4, and I thought it was pretty boring. Far Cry 5 was pretty shit. I thought four, Far Cry 5 was four had that play awful villain that Troy Baker voiced for some reason. Yeah, Troy Baker <laughs> voiced an Asian dictator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what was that Wait, about? What? 
You couldn't find a again? single Asian actor. Like that's how you one up Voss. Wow. <laughs> okay. Pagan Min. Yeah, he's, he, he, uh, that's a name that sounds like it should have Troy, Troy Baker's voice. Mm -hmm. Wait, that's like multiple Asian characters he's played then. Because he did, uh, in Mass Effect, he plays like an Asian super soldier guy. Weird. It's true. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is Troy Baker Kai Lang. Kai Lang. <laughs> yeah. Lang. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. And then he's snow in Final Fantasy. What is happening? Wait a minute. My boy Troy. Final <laughs> Fantasy. It's, are they Asian or not? You know? I never know. I can never tell. Because they just look like anime characters. So yeah, I don't I suppose know what that they means. What race is anime? Is it its a, own race? Asianified, it's like Asian, Westernified Asian or Asianified Western. Depends how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this one from Mute. Movies Music Me. I've been re-listening to the cast and I noticed something that's just pissing me off, alright? James, stop saying I'm not a gamer. It's been years of this going on. I'm already up to the corn stage on this re-listen and you... You need to come to terms with it. Other members, please encourage him to come to terms with who he is. James, yeah, you're, you, are you are a gamer. gamer. Thanks, oh, Wings. How? No, no. You are a gamer. You are a gamer. You're James, an you know who the, the gaming merchant you're is. You're a gamer. You're a gamer. You're on fire again. Do you watch the gaming merchant Apex Breakdown videos? Answer me. No, we've gone over this. You're a gamer. No. Do you? Gamer. Do you? No, 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 gamer. When I... When you say gamer, what do you think? You. You think of someone whose main hobby is gaming. Yeah? Yeah, my, that's not mine. I'm not a gamer. It's not you my main gamer, hobby. You, nah, you it's not about, like, specific, like, time. Like, if you have two hobbies and if one hobby you do more, that means the other one doesn't count. It doesn't work like that. Everyone, everyone who plays a game is a gamer. No, then, then no, it's different. Then. It's different. It's different. But you do go on and you play Apex for like two to three hours I'm every day. Actual fucking gamer. Yeah, you're still a gamer though. No, I disagree. You're a gamer. I'm not a gamer. I would say all of us here right now are gamers. Yeah, Apart all gamers. No question. Apart from me, I'm just a racist. Just, just yeah, <laughs> different, <laughs> different levels of intensity of gamer. You know. <laughs> As a game of a hardy, uh, <laughs> just a game, oh, a game app, a gamer. <laughs> Chippo Hippo One has one I probably should have put in the section earlier, um, but it is just regarding the, the this expanding services thing. You were talking about live services expanding until death, but you failed to mention CS:GO. Just wondering what your opinions are. That's a game that stayed practically the same since launch and hasn't been affected for than skins by 1 million plus daily players. Personally, I've sunk almost 5k hours and it's fundamentally the same game from when I started playing. What are your opinions on this game? Thanks, gamers. I, I, it's, a, it's a tough one to, to like analyze CSGO because it's such a like, it's such a tight concept that they've never they've never had any reason to reinvent it particularly. They've never changed yeah, anything yeah. about it. And maybe that's what it is. It's like, it's just the balls of it. Because I, I play it and I'm like, man, this is an archaic piece of shit. But they've been so <laughs> defiant over like 20 years. I'm just like, no, we're not going to change it. Fuck you. And people are just like, okay. They like it that <laughs> and they way. Just, yeah. And they just like it, yeah. But it like, does no, seem to be the exception to the rule, though. Yeah. Like it, I, I don't know if I'd call it a live service, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's not really, because it doesn't, it doesn't have like major content updates. It just has yeah, skins. Exactly. 
Yeah, it's like so old. Like, it's from b before that era when they designed like new games to be addictive in the way. I guess it just nailed that gameplay loop and everyone just loves just replaying it endlessly. Canned Manned Sand can do one of our last ones here. Hi Jar homies, I was wondering what everyone's opinion was on the Roadman accent. It seems like it's been everywhere in the last year or so. Every, especially in memes and the British side of TikTok, all my mates have started saying shit like "rah," "say nothing," "gee," etc. And NGL, it's crept into the way I've talked by osmosis. Lol, I've heard some people say it's goofy as hell accent. Cheers, boys. Um, you're racist if you call it goofy, first of all. Yeah, don't be um, racist. Yeah, don't be racist. Not cool. It's a um, cool James accent. It's, it's just, it, it's the most cringe thing when people who don't have the accent, like, pretend they have it. Mm. And, like, there's, like, a sect of people that do that. And that shit. James, do a roadman accent. <laughs> I can't. Ask Ruben. <laughs> you can. I can't. I'm not no, doing you it. always do the ting thing. No, I'm just like, well, I like, suck your mum, I just keep saying like cringy shit that no one really says. I just keep saying stuff. It's like old references to um, uh, just like just like the grime thing of like, it's... I can't think, I can't even think what it is. It's a JME song where he just tells us like, suck your, 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 your great great grand for your dad's bassy crease rude boy. Yeah, yeah say it, you gotta say it clearer. Suck your dead great gran through your dad's bassy crease, rude boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that would be a great title if it wouldn't be instantly flagged. But Alex, you do a roadman accent for us then. Yeah. Just for the people that Righty don't know. Righty-ho, uh, bruv. Righty-ho, ting. <laughs> I, no, I do say ting quite a bit. That's that's worked its way into my uh, vocabulary. <laughs> Because it's say nothing or say less. That's that's the one you just say. I oh, say less. Even I felt that one it, like creeping in, and I and I try not to to speak out so, like you know in an affected way because I'm like that's just not what my accent is, man. It just sounds ridiculous if I say shit like that. Yeah, but proper tingdo, bro. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up, blood! Shut up! Mister of Simsger says Eternals Two has started development. It's nice to see Disney has such faith in Kamal. Or Kamal. Wait, what? It's yeah, the second what? one's. It's, it's already happening, We've already oh, got the second fuck. one before the first one. It's, it's unprecedented. We're getting the second movie before the first one. Marvel's it's going to be so a masterpiece. Ahead of us. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking awesome film. <laughs> no, uh, they've convinced me. This film is just going to be good. It's going to be funny. <laughs> it's going to be emotional. It's gonna win Oscars. It's gonna be. It's awesome. gonna win at least one Oscar. I'm. I'm saying that now. I guarantee it. <laughs> I bet big money. I bet on James's batty crease. <clears throat> Toby Rabbit has one. Hey fellas, you jokingly call each other the <laughs> the Halo follower sometimes. Is this in reference to the Halo follower channel? I accidentally stumbled across their "Why is Cortana naked?" video. A few days ago. <laughs> Lol, it seems like a lot of people are not too keen on the channel. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> um, yeah, that, that is why. That is why. It's because of that channel. And like, yeah. It's pretty shit. <laughs> Can we say what, that? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Halo Follower, uh, James? Um, mm, 
difficult one. I think his uh, his video production is really good. I think he's got a really great personality and he's quite lovable. But Halo's fucking shit. No, you can't just make it. That wasn't the question. The question was about Halo follower. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the problem with personal. Halo follower is that he's following Halo. No, he made Destiny follower. I'm going to let you guys in onto a little tip he bit. Made um, You're the Halo but, follower. <laughs> no, but I nearly was the Halo follower. He what? used to like. <laughs> no, I wasn't really the Halo follower. He used to like. You could like apply to do the voiceovers because I guess it's not his biggest strength. The voiceovers in his videos or whatever. So I like nearly recorded one because I was like wanted to be on the Halo follower channel. This is before I had my own channel, I think. But I never followed through on it because I was too scared. Wait, what? No, Halo follower was after your channel. Really? No, he made Halo follower for like Halo Four, didn't he? Yeah, it was Halo yeah, Four. It was Halo era. Four. Yeah. 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 Wait, so you could have been the Halo follower. I could have been the Halo follower. Damn. That's that's the name of the ep episode, then. I yeah. could have been the Halo follower, question mark? <laughs> yeah, and then have a picture of the Halo follower doing yeah, a podcast. Like, yeah, doing a podcast. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's end on this one from the other Jamie. Question for the Metal Gear followers. <laughs> You've previously expressed a fondness for the Phantom Pain. But what are your opinions on the shortcomings of the game? Obviously, it's blatantly unfinished. Hashtag fuck Konami. But I personally feel that the game also has balancing issues. Objectively, the best loadout is two stun weapons, usually rifle and pistol. The sneaking suit, since it reduces foot noise and the camos don't offer enough to use them over the sneaking suit. And D-Dog with the stun knife, so that nearly... So, sorry, so that nearby enemies are spotted, which is a passive ability rather than quiet spot everyone on this specific area move. The game punishes you for killing, so why would you use any other loadout? This could be okay if ammo management was a concern and maybe you were forced to use enemy weapons when running out of ammo, but you can airdrop ammo at nearly any point in time for very little cost. Venom Snake is just too OP. This isn't to say that MGSV is a bad game, it's a very good game that I sunk many hours into and Skullface is a great meme of a character anyway. Which Metal Gear Solid games are the cast of Madagascar? Don't, don't answer that bit, just answer the first bit. Um, I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's it's definitely true. <laughs> but um, go away, shut up, fuck off, don't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be taking I, no further questions. It's it's the first game I found, um, and it, it's always kind of annoyed me when I've heard other people say this shit. But like, make your own fun, apply mm. your own restrictions, and you know, fuck with the sandbox. Like, the, there's a reason. Um, Donkey's videos are so good. Because he always fucks with the sandbox. He, he's yeah. just a creative guy. Yeah, and it really... If if you... Th there's not much point in the game in, like... Doing everything perfectly. Like, if you're chasing the S ranks or whatever, then yeah, sure. But if you just want to jump into this open world with these dudes you can fuck with, like, have a good time. Just do it, man. Because wh when I've been it. playing it, it, like I, I wasn't taking all the OP shit. I was intentionally making the game somewhat harder. Yeah. And on top of that, I don't think any of the the Metal Gear games have been particularly well balanced. 
No, I was, I was thinking that. I was like, oh, right, yeah. two and three, where I was like, all you would really use is like, well, I was watching a video today, and it's like, there's just so much dumb shit that you can exploit in those games. You know, it's never yeah. been about, it's just been about knowing and just do it or, or deciding not to, or just deciding to do the silly thing that gets you through the game quickly, or maybe not quickly, but effectively. Yeah. I yeah, is, I definitely, I definitely prefer if the game was more balanced, and it would make it a better game. Mm-hmm. But also it makes it more accessible for people that aren't so inclined to do the big brain plays. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll do like a uh, Snyder Cut of that game one day. Oh, could you imagine? We're gonna do it, we're gonna finish Metal Gear. Finally. The Snyder Cut of Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> also, Metal Gear Solid 5 not being finished, uh, it's because it's a phantom pain. You know, it's not finished, and, and you wish it was there, but it's not there. But it feels like it's there. And, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. there's so Damn. much shit that you can read deep into with like every Metal Gear game, but especially 5. That's cool. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, Fanboys argue that it was intentionally unfinished. <laughs> I feel like he. I, I don't think it was so much it was intentionally, but I feel like Kojima I, possibly knew from the start. Yeah, that he, they weren't going to let him finish it, and so he he planned for that in a way where I don't know. He, he just planned for it, and he made sure the game could be sort of as finished as po- finished in all the right places, you know, to be a fucking game before it got taken away from him. Well, motherfuckers, man, motherfuckers. Do you like Metal Gear Solid Five, Alex? I mean, I've got nothing against it. I've always thought it looks fun, a fun sandbox. I'm not that interested in playing it though. I think that's it, folks. Episode forty, forty-two, two, one, forty-one, forty-three, forty-four. Episode forty-three. Any final words? Um. Yeah, stream BTS's new single.